Hi everybody, I'm Julie. I'm Erin. And this is our public diary where we overshare on the internet for our own personal enjoyment. Erin, how is it hanging? It's hanging. <laughs> um, it's Sunday again. It's a, um, Sunday morning this time. It is a crisp yes. fall Sunday morning. We have a football game at four, so yes. we wanted to make sure we would catch that with no issues. Yes. Um, I'm fully embracing the fall weather. Me too. I uh, think I love fall the best. Now, I didn't used to feel that I way. I didn't used to love it, but now I do. Yeah. It, because it's you have the football. It's like the perfect weather for like bonfires. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally like, like, the fall fashion aesthetic. I agree. Um, Me and Tyler always talk about how, like, when fall comes, we stunt the hardest. Yeah. And I, so, Friday, I had a day off. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right, all right. And I literally drove to Main Street by myself, and I just went into Sweetles with Jane, this boutique on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. That is not an ad. Um, yeah. Small business <laughs> Small supporters. business supporters. <laughs> and I just, like, went ham, and I was just, like... Everything. Em- embracing the yeah. fall. Yeah, last night um, I had nothing to do, so I made my parents go with me to Target, and Target had just like redid Ooh. all their seasonal kind of stuff. Like I, yeah. I, I go to Target like at least once a week. Oh and yeah. I don't always buy work clothes, but I try and like see what's there because right. I feel like I don't have enough. And oh, everything was new. I think I got three things accidentally on sale yeah. because three of the items <laughs> three of the items that I got didn't have a tag and when I got to the checkout the girl was like trying to look them up and I felt bad it's not my fault I didn't I don't work for Target like, yeah I, it's not my fault doesn't There's have a tag. tag yeah but she kept asking me what I think it was supposed to cost and I hate that because I just feel like I'm gonna say something too high or too, too low yeah, and exactly. like be a liar yeah so I just said I didn't know and they gave me them for ten dollars each and like they were definitely at least 25, but I didn't say that, so I just, like, let it happen. So I got a steal. Love it. That's incredible. Um, yeah, I'm excited that it's fall. Um, I have my football team shirt on again. It's just my Sunday wear at Your this Sunday point. Wear. Yeah, I'm in my pajamas. Oh, I, yeah. I told Erin, I'm like, I will be recording in my pajamas. Yeah. I'm not changing yet. Uh, so I'm okay with it. For the record, like, Julie and Julie's mother can almost always be found in pajamas. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. If, if you hadn't told me that you were wearing pajamas, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. Yeah, no. I get it from my mother. I yes. embrace sleep. It's comfy. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Like, why would I wear, like, real I clothes identify in my home? Because I practice robe life. That's what I oh, call it. Yes. I have several robes. And, like, I don't really ever wear pajamas under them all the time like when Mm -hmm. I sleep I do but like I will just walk around my house in a robe and my parents are like why do you look like a bum like you're not doing anything and I'm like (laughs) I went to work and like why am I gonna waste another pair of clothes when all I'm gonna do is sit around here until I go to bed you know I know I feel that so you just have to robe it out yeah several for different purposes anyway I have one but you really need to get into like the different materials. We'll talk about Ooh, that. Okay, yeah, another, <laughs> anyway. another time. So today's topic, uh, our overarching theme yes. per se, um, is music. Erin and I could probably talk about the music we like for hours if we yes. wanted. You to. might have to like tell me to shut up because like what I'm gonna go into, like I I can feel it. How <laughs> when I was writing my notes about what I'm talking about, I could feel myself getting upset because I was like, I have so much to say, but it's so, much so say, irrelevant. But so, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, we have, we've been like lots of, I've been to more, probably more concerts than you have. Probably. Yeah. Um, I think I'm in like the fifties, fifties. Yeah. Julie yeah. enjoys a good concert. I, I love concerts, but I just like, 
I don't have the... I don't know. I, I just forget to, like, look for tickets. I don't know. I never look at oh. when shows happen. I just, like, wait for someone to tell me, and then I'm like, oh, I'll go. Oh, yeah. See, I'm the opposite. Yeah, where, Julie like... literally will sit. <laughs> I remember, because we went to the Jonas Brothers concert oh, um, last gosh. year. Uh, and I remember she was... I don't know if you were sitting in your dorm room, but I was sitting in a class, and the girl oh, next yes. to me in class <laughs> was literally... It was, like, 8 a.m., and she was, like, waiting in line to get her tickets, and Julie was texting me, waiting in line to get... Our, our tickets. tickets. And yeah. I'm like, I hope this girl doesn't get in before you. <laughs> but anyway, I just kind of like hang back and let the tickets come to me. Yeah. I would like someone to offer me this activity. Right. Whereas I will decide. actively go searching. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so our first mini topic, um, we are going to be, oh, before I get into it, I would like to shout out, this is not my idea personally. My good friend Priya is a listener oh, of the yeah. podcast and- she said, listen, you need to do this. And when she said it, I was just like, you're a genius. Yeah. Like, you're incredible. She made several points. She made several points. So, Priya, if you're listening to this, thank you. Um, thank I you. hope you enjoy what is about to happen. Yes, thank you, because I also enjoyed, like, preparing for this. Like, I think this is my most favorite thing to talk about, and yeah. I'm, like, extremely excited for, yes. like, what I have to say. So, our next topic, well, I guess our first topic, yeah. my bad, is questionable One Direction lyrics. So, Aaron, yeah. tell the listeners, what are you like a One Direction fan? Okay, I have... Okay. I I would call myself a soft One Direction fan. <laughs> I go soft for One yes. Direction. Like, I don't, I don't go hard for them, you know? But I, I've always liked them. I actually have a very clear memory of... I can't remember how old I was, but whenever they were on The X Factor, I remember yes. watching on YouTube all their videos, and being like, oh my god, Harry Styles. Do you like, remember you dying. showing me those videos? I don't even remember being the one that showed you, but you were the I one will you fully me. take yes. credit for that. <laughs> yeah, I sat at my kitchen table, and I'm on, like, this laptop that we used to have, and I'm, like, watching all these X Factor videos, and I'm like, I don't care about a single other person other no. than Harry Styles. I'm like, this person is amazing. <laughs> He's, his voice was incredible, and I was fully ready to stand. But then, after listening further... Sorry to whoever feels the opposite of this, but it's my personal opinion that Harry Styles is the only attractive and talented one in One Direction. <laughs> not the only. Like, I don't want to say they're not talented or attractive at all, but to me, like, I, Harry's the only one that I personally, like, find extremely attractive, and the one that, like, I, I really like his voice. Like, everyone else, like, I'll listen to certain One Direction songs that I really like, and, like, when other people start singing in the group, I'm like, ugh. Can Harry start singing again? Like, I just don't care. <laughs> so I decided to not stand. And now that Harry has a solo career, heavily I heavily stand him specifically. And I support mm -hmm. the others. I like them, but I don't know. I kind of have the ick about Liam and um, Zayn. Like, I yeah. honestly, like, the thought of them actually makes me cringe. Like, mm -hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. No, so that's completely the rest valid. are okay, but Harry is number one. That is how I feel. I hope that was concise. No, that makes total sense. Um, for me personally, I was the opposite. I was obsessed. Um, I right. yes. from the from the point Aaron showed me those videos, I was like, oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> Julia is um, a new personality trait. <laughs> I literally like I was one of those crazy girls with the Stan Twitter account. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't was, you have a One Direction Tumblr. I did have a Tumblr, but it wasn't just One Direction. <laughs> okay. um, but I like I went hard for One Direction. Um, I was obsessed. I think I went to I went to three of their concerts. Um, I person I agree. So I I like Harry's my favorite now. At mm -hmm. the time of One Direction, I was a Nile girl. 
Okay. Um, Little Irish lover. Gotta love the Irish. Um, But personally, right now, I think that Harry's uh, solo career is better. Even though, like, Niles is okay, but, like, Harry is a god. He soars above and beyond in terms of, like, being a rock star. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Harry Styles is a rock star. And... I, I can't help Yeah, but he's incredible. Literally be obsessed. So, with these questionable One Direction lyrics, this is from When the Band is Together, and okay. Aaron doesn't know these lyrics Yeah, yet. and even if I've heard them before, I probably have never, like, listened right. enough to so question what I'm they I'm very excited for you to hear them. Okay. <laughs> um, so, what we're doing here is you're telling me the lyric, and I'm supposed to explain, like, what that means. Or, like, your reaction Re- to, to it. To what it is. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, our first One Direction lyric is... I reach for her hand and I say, hey, I've been watching you all night. Okay. <laughs> Weird. Creepy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> remove it from a song, imagine yourself in a bar, wherever you are, and then some stranger <laughs> grabs your hand <laughs> and says, hey, I've been watching you all night. Um, yeah. Not a fan of that. But, if you tweak it a bit, don't grab my hand, don't touch me at all, just say, hey been noticing you yeah you've caught my you attention could, you could really like so you the, could make that a line but like in terms of the song the i know verbiage, that song and i i like that oh song, i love that song but it I just completely think, goes off yeah but you're right it's it's creepy it now is. i would also make the point that if like as we previously mentioned harry styles walked up to me grabbed my right. hand and said hey i've been watching you all night i'd be completely fine yeah. with it now a frat boy at seastone <laughs> I would run for my life. <laughs> yeah. There's only a select few people that I feel, and I, honestly, I probably, I don't even know who these people are, but there's probably people that exist in the world that if they did that, it would be fine. Yeah. But like the ma- like the majority of people, no. Maybe yeah. my current boyfriend, if he did that, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'd be okay with it, but I don't know. Why you gotta be weird? Don't touch me. Yeah. So, but yeah. So. So bad. Like, <laughs> good start. <laughs> good start. The second one, okay, so I personally love this song, and so I guess I should also have mentioned that I got these lyrics from a TikTok of, like, people who discuss these uh, questionable lyrics. Um, So when I saw this one, I'm like, I get why it's on the list, but I personally love the song. It is, I can make your tears fall down like the showers that are British. Okay. (laughs) Like, I get, it's a questionable simile how right like you want to make me cry and also like why, why would you like compare it to like the showers that are british like i, I think I, he, he's talking about rain right he's talking because about it's always rain. like bad like dreary it's there dreary and like rainy so like i get what they're going okay. for i think it's like weird like i see i see now weird diction yes um i personally i love that part of the song so okay. i'm like i don't care yeah. it's like it's like Kind of like a, it's not like a rap, but like, I, maybe like a spoken. A talking. A talk. I love it. Okay. Like, it's my favorite <laughs> part of the song. So like, I can't, I'm just like, I think yeah. it's fine. I think I agree that like, in a song, it's probably like, who cares? But then when you like, actually, if someone asks you to think about what that means, mm-hmm. I think it's strange because one, I want to assume positive things. Like, you're yes. going to make her cry of tears of happiness, but then... The showers in, like, Britain are... Gloomy? Yeah, that's not happy. Yeah. I have a really dumb question. Sure. England. It's called England. 
Is it not okay to say Britain? Not like not okay, but is so, it like people don't I say think, that, right? No, it's I understand. Um, I might be completely wrong. I think the entire like Great Britain. So there's the United Kingdom. Okay. And then there's Great Britain, which contains like England and then like other places. Okay. And then there's England. Because every think. time I ever refer to England as Britain, it literally feels so wrong coming out of my mouth. And I'm like, but it is a thing, right? Yeah, I don't know. What, <laughs> I could completely be making that up. No, I as think well. you're right because it, to me, it sounds like an old thing, like something that like it's not called that anymore due to like I don't know political yeah. lines and things. Also, but there's a girl from Love Island who was Miss Great Britain recently. So I know uh, that it's still, so a thing, it's still a thing. But like, what does it mean? Also, this is completely off topic. And yeah. I just wanted to tell Aaron, <laughs> I got an email from Ancestry the other day and it turns out I'm Scottish now. Did you do your DNA test? I did a DNA test a while ago, oh, but every once oh, in a I'm while... Oh, I'm Scottish too. Every once in a while they update yes, it. Yes, I got that email too. I think everyone gets them at the same time. Yes. Because actually I'm kind of pleased with that. Not that like being... English is bad, but, like, you know, we're all just white. I enjoy, I enjoy <laughs> Scotland. But, yeah, I got, I was, like, 40% English and, like, mm-hmm. the rest Irish, but then it just updated and it basically said, I'm barely English, I'm all, all Scottish and all Irish. Yes. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to be talking in a throaty Scottish accent <laughs> forever <laughs> for now. Because <laughs> it's amazing. Okay. Anyway. Anyways, on. sorry for that tangent. Um, But, so, we're on to lyric number three. Um. <laughs> You still have to squeeze into your jeans, I've but you're one. perfect to me. Yeah, I've heard that one, and I find it, mm, no. Like, <laughs> it's not in good taste to say that, but, like, I get it. Like, you're trying to say, like, I don't care, you're perfect, regardless of if, like, your jeans are too small, but, like, why, <laughs> just don't, don't mention it at all. Okay, so for me personally... <laughs> I love Little Things. It is one oh, of my favorite, favorite, favorite One Direction songs. Yeah. Um, it, I understand that people make fun of it now because it's full of backhanded compliments, but yeah. I don't care. Like, literally, when that song came out, I remember when the song came out, we were in the middle of a hurricane. I want to say it was Hurricane Sandy. Okay. And I laid in the middle of my foyer, just, like, completely, like, emotional for mm-hmm. hours. Just, like, listening to the song on repeat. Okay, I just want to mention that I love that you say foyer, too. Because I think it's, like, I know it's a Pennsylvania thing, but, like, I think, like, well, also, really super well-off. What else well would off, I call that room? Well, no, like, really well-off people, like, pronounce it as foyer. Oh. And, like, it's just, like, regular no, people. Foyer. Yeah, it's regular people energy to say foyer. foyer. And I only recently found that out, and I was like, oh, my God. But anyway, but yeah. love it. So... I I have a very special place in my heart for little things, and so I guess I'm also on the stance that, like, I don't care. Yeah, I, don't I care. like it. I'm um, sure that, like, looking back, they realized that that was, like, mm, Well, great, and also, like, I, I would know. like to make the point that Ed Sheeran wrote this song and gave it to One oh, Direction, so see, it's not their fault. you have to consider that, because, I don't know, like, at the same time, like, they were a super big boy band, and I'm sure that, like, a label controlled a lot of the stuff that they were saying. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. I can't assume that every single lyric that they, like, blurted out was of their own, like, creativity. Yeah, so as the as the years went on, they wrote more and more of their lyrics. Okay. Um, and they, I think for most of their songs, at least one of them co-writes. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so this one in particular was an Ed Sheeran song. And so I'm like, 
I feel like that's more of an Ed Sheeran criticism than a One Direction right. Direction criticism. But I also firmly believe that Little Things is perfect, and any of you who make fun of it, it's like can you go could die. make a lyric about Little Things being having one problematic lyric, but it's still perfect to you. Exactly. <laughs> like we're all human. We're Whatever. all human. Well, and also like, like when you're like. I must have been like thirteen or fourteen oh, yeah. at the time. You don't and think you hear that, that Harry Styles would still love me even though that I have to squeeze into my <laughs> jeans. Yeah. I'm like incredible. Yeah. Like that it didn't affect great... me negatively, so whatever. Right, it's a great confidence boost right. in my opinion. Even though that now is probably a little bit of a backhanded compliment. Right, um, I would agree with that. But I, I personally, I still like it. Um, this next lyric. <clears throat> I have no idea what it means. Okay. And neither, like, the world doesn't know what it means. Okay, I'm excited. Like, to the point where, like, I, I like, you know the website Genius? Yeah. That'll, like, break oh, it yeah. down into, like, what each layer The geniuses means. don't even know. <laughs> they don't know. Like, I, I was curious. I'm like, I wonder, like, if there's, like, any speculation on what this lyric is. Mm-hmm. Did it they write blank. this song? Or did someone else? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I don't Google know. It. Yeah, it? it's called Girl Almighty. And I also would like to say that... The song itself is another one that completely slaps. Like, it's just, like, this one lyric that is, like, no one knows what it means. Um, they did not John, write it. John, Ryan, and Julian Bunetta. Okay, they did not write it. All right, I'll so have let's to, ask If I them. ever interview those two of those yeah. random people, I will ask. So, are you ready? Yeah. Her light is as loud as as many ambulances as it takes to save a savior. Okay, I get it, but I, it's not, like... You do get it? I, I don't get it. Okay, let me... I don't want to read the rest of them, actually. Okay. okay. Her light is as bright... Loud. Oh, her light is as loud. Okay, wait. So they're saying... <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm about to take this, like, major English teacher, like, taking a turn of, like, making something into, like, something symbolic, S- symbolic that doesn't exist. that doesn't exist. Um, but this is... My immediate thought is, like... Her light is as loud, and now I'm thinking you're going to talk about an ambulance. Ambulances have super bright lights and are loud. Okay. It's just, like, more so, like, everything about her is, like, bright and loud. Okay. As as many ambulances as it takes to save a savior, which I would think is a lot of ambulances, because whoever the savior is is, like, really important person. You know? I guess. I'm making it up, but I, that's, like, no, literally the no, first thing sense. I thought. that makes sense. But, like, I guess my question is, is, like, when you're saving a savior, shouldn't the savior doing be doing the saving? I just thought the same thing, but then I'm also wondering, like, if it's a savior, then I think of, like, almost, like, a, in a spiritual way, like, somebody who's, like, super high-regarded. Super high-regarded and, and like, important. has saved a bunch of people yeah. that, like, so everyone if, in the So, if they're world, in trouble, right. then you send a yes, lot of ambulances. Exactly. It's, like, if somebody okay. who's so incredibly important and, like, untouchable and, like, great no. is, is dying, like, the amount of people that would, like, that roll up sense. to help. Um, and I understand the meaning, but also at the same time, like, who, like, wrote that and was, like, yeah. Right. I also, yeah. <laughs> was, like, this is like, it. Like, it's... It's capable of being broken down, but, like, did the person who wrote that really think what I just thought, or did they just say those things? Did they just, like, do, like, a random word generator? Yeah. Her, her, It also doesn't light. roll off the tongue no, at all. it doesn't. How do you say that? It, well, so, I actually, in the song, like, 
like I said like before, it, the song slaps. So like it okay. kind of go like like when you're singing along with it, it's not that like hard mm-hmm. to sing along. But like still like as you're singing it, you're like, what am I saying? Right. <laughs> like what is happening here? Okay. There's I'm glad that that didn't confuse me here. as much as I thought it would. Like I I feel I don't feel like that will haunt me. Yeah. Know? No, it won't keep me up at night. Yeah. But it is confusing. Yeah. Okay. What's the next one? We're on to number five, so we are halfway through. Um, this is probably their first song, I think. Um, and I, because of that, I have a little bit of a nostalgic place in my heart for this song, okay. even though that is, like, bad. What song is it? Um, you'll see. Okay. Um, the lyric is, we're like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> then we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um... Bad, so like the song itself it is means not nothing. Good. It means nothing. Those lyrics mean nothing. <laughs> it's just like filler. But in my heart, like I think I did. You like, hear it. that and you feel it. And like the like the beat, like I when that song comes on, like I it I don't I never skip. Yeah. Like I'm just like jam. I'm like I'm like na na. Oh my god. <laughs> like I get that. And like I feel like I'm like twelve, but yeah. at the same time, I can objectively say it's not a good song. Yeah. It's I not agree. good at all. But uh, yeah, I mean there's there's plenty of songs that I love and that bring me that same nostalgic feeling that like I can't allow myself to think about how it's actually a bad song. I just right. have to let it be something that I love. You just have to I let love. it be. Yeah. Um and like I feel like I can uh ignore not ignore, but I'm like the lyric means nothing. But like <laughs> But it makes me okay. feel. It makes that's me the feel. whole point. And like I'm trying to think ahead like I don't think they even, because uh, I think the whole verse goes, we're like, nah, nah, nah. Then we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> then we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, something about not making up their minds. We think we got it right. Like, nah, nah, nah. Like, it makes no sense. <laughs> no. But I'm like, are they saying, like, no, 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 then yes, yes, yes? Or is it just like, nah, 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 I think it's both. I think (laughs) they're talking about how they can't make up their mind, so they're going back and forth between the nahs and the yas. But then it's also, like, just like a singable. Yeah. I mean, One Direction does love their nahs. Oh, yeah. I um, saw a TikTok about that. Made me laugh. Nah, 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 Yes. I saw a TikTok. (laughs) This girl was like, when people ask you what a One Direction song is called, and you're like, how does it go? And they're like, oh, it goes like, nah, nah, nah. nah, nah. And she, then <laughs> and she, she like, like shows... sl- cycles through <laughs> yeah, all of like them. so many. It's so funny. <sighs> okay, so number six is, an- like, I think I understand what they were going for, but it just doesn't come off right. Um, and this is uh, interesting in the fact that it's a later song. So, like, if you ask most people, like, their most questionable lyrics yeah. are, like, in their early years, uh-huh. and then as you, they progress, <clears throat> they got better. They become more into the craft of songwriting. Right. This is, this is on, um, this was from Infinity, which I want to say was, they're on their last album. Okay. Um, the lyric is, now I'm one step closer to being two steps far from you. Okay. So like one I get step. It. So like, were they going for like a one step forward, two steps back kind of thing? Oh, like the step that they're taking is to take two steps back, or you're taking one step forward, but you're still too many too steps many away. Too many steps away. I was kind of thinking because like I'm pretty sure like that part of the song is about like moving on. So like they're being like, oh, I'm oh, I'm a... closer to being like farther, like closer to moving on from you. I think that makes more sense. 
But also, I feel like it was, like, not in their best interest to use the word step twice because I just, like, envision... Yeah, I don't like repetitive stuff like that. I also just envision, like, me just, like, hopping forward and then hopping two (laughs) steps back. Like, I'm one step, two steps, (laughs) like, just, like, jumping back and forth. You could make that into a TikTok dance. I could. (laughs) Just, like... Get Amanda on that. (laughs) Yeah, really. Um, So, yeah. Like, I'm just, like, I kind of see where they were going with it, however, yeah. it, they could have done a better job. Yeah, and it, but I, I agree. But I also would argue it's not the most questionable on this list. Oh, like, it's sure. probably, like, at the bottom. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. It, like, if you were to rank all these questionable lyrics, mm-hmm. it would be like, eh. And I would like to, I think this next one is also, like, I'm like, I don't understand how this is questionable, but a lot of people make fun of it. Mm-hmm. I can't compete with your boyfriend, he's got 27 tattoos. I mean facts <laughs> right like I'm like okay like if I like I'm trying to like well I guess like if I was Harry Styles but like also Harry Styles wouldn't be intimidated by anything he was yeah. Harry Styles so let me change that if I was Louie no right. offense Louie and I see this girl's boyfriend has 27 tattoos I would be intimidated yeah like yeah. He, he probably the only way good. to compete is just get more tattoos get more know. tattoos get 28 like, tattoos I can't argue with that because I'm I love a man with tattoos. Tatted, so. Oh yeah, like uh, like you like, can't you compete want, with him. Yeah, what do you want me to do? Say, oh, you're yeah, you can't. No. You well, can't. it's also especially Louis. It's also funny because at this time, I'm pretty sure Harry had around 27 tattoos. That's what everyone. Okay, would say. but then is it Louis who sings that lyric? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I. <sighs> because of the theories of their relationship. Right. But I know, I know that was a theory, but also I feel like that doesn't make because No, it doesn't make sense. Because Louie would be competing with Harry. Right. But no, d- people I mean, definitely latched on the la- lyric and was just like, hey. Um, but now I'm like, mm, doesn't make much sense. No. But also I feel like it's not that questionable. I'm like, yeah, I don't you're either. right. I would say something like that myself. Yeah, like, you can't, <laughs> like, if I had a boyfriend that with 27 tattoos, yeah. I'd be like, back who are you? <laughs> like, who Don't are grab you? my hand and say I've been watching you all night. Yeah. I have a boyfriend with 27 tattoos. That's a good callback. Yeah. Oh my god, really? No. I love it. <laughs> okay, number eight. Um, I also would like to say that this is probably, like, a lot of people who don't like One Direction but, like, talk about their music. They say that this is probably, like... God tier in One Direction song, so I would like to say that we are not criticizing the song, um, okay. Story of My Life. Um, very good song. Oh, yeah. But the lyric is, I spend her love until she's broken inside. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I like, get it, but don't like, do that don't do that. <laughs> sounds like something the boy with 27 tattoos would do. That's true. And, like, if you look at the chorus as a whole, I guess it makes sense. Like, yeah. you're say- he's saying, like, the story of my life, like, uh, I yeah. mess up all these relationships, like, okay, yeah. I spent her love until she's broke. Like, yeah. But also, I, al- I always like, question the verb of spend. Mm-hmm. I spend her love until she's broken. Yeah. I'm like, maybe empty. I spend her love right. until she's empty thing. inside. Yeah. That makes more sense to me. I agree. Call us up, One Direction writers. Yeah, seriously, I have questions. (laughs) But yeah, I just, I never understood those, like, verb correlations. Um, But like I said, um, the song itself is fantastic. Yeah, I like that Um, song. I have, like, a few One Direction songs that I won't skip, but then some that I'm like, eh. 
Yeah. And it's funny because literally right after this lyric is probably one of the best One Direction lyrics is, I've been waiting for this time to come around because baby running after you is like chasing the clouds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. (laughs) Julie loves it. (laughs) So it's just like that dichotomy of like, eh, and then like, oh. Yeah. I agree. I don't think it's too bad. But like, but like, it, it, it's a good song. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this next lyric makes me like un- a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> Is this the last one? <laughs> no, there's two more. Oh, okay. I thought the last one was the last one for some reason. No. Um, <clears throat> Girl, what a mess I made upon your innocence. Okay. <laughs> I'm collecting my thoughts <laughs> because, like, it. Why say it like that? Like, I just feel like. Like a, like a cringe every yeah. time I hear it. Like, I think we can assume what that is referring to. But, like, why would you say yeah. it like that? What, like, eh. Yeah. And, and too, because, like, like, Liam sings that lyric. No. Ick. 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 I also would like to say I'd probably that feel completely different if Harry sang that If lyric. Harry sang it, I'd be... Well, anything Harry sang, I would be like, this is incredible. But yeah. Liam, probably the most problematic One Direction member, singing... What a mess I made upon your innocence. I That's gross. gross. I don't want to think of him at all. Oh, God. <clears throat> and on to number 10, which, again, one of the best, like, one of my favorite One Direction songs, mm-hmm. but this lyric just makes me, like, laugh every time I hear it. It's from Don't Forget Where You Belong. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever feel alone, don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like something that, oh my god, that's just like terrible advice. Like that's something a shit friend would say. And it's funny because it's it's regarded one of, like, everyone's like, oh, I love to forget where you belong. It's like inspiring. Like, like, it's such like a strong message. But they literally say, if you ever feel alone, don't. Do they go on to like explain like, Reasons why you No, it goes, if (laughs) you ever feel alone, don't. You are never on your own, and the proof is in this song. I don't know. Give me more proof, please. (laughs) Like, (laughs) whenever I hear it, I just, like, laugh. Yeah, that's... It's so funny to me. And, like, they really thought they were on to something. They were like, you were gonna make this anthem. Who sings that lyric? It's in the chorus, so I think all of them, oh. probably. But um, they really thought, they were like, we're going to make this, like, inspiring song yeah. that's going to, like, change the lives of our fans. <laughs> they really fans. thought they cured depression. They really <laughs> thought they cured depression with, if you ever feel alone, don't. do not. Just don't. Just don't do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, they single-handedly cured. Did they like, write that song? I want to know now. What song oh, is that? Don't forget where you belong. Um... <laughs> So, um, let's see. The writer of that song is Tom Fletcher. Okay, and so some other people, but some other people. They didn't write that. Yeah. Okay. I just feel like that's relevant to say. That's relevant to say. Oh, I guess I could have co-wrote. If you, like, I don't know. Oh, we yeah, we haven't true. been expanding in these yeah, lyrics, so. They could have co-wrote, uh, but they're not, the first like, name is, is who I read. Yeah. So, that was our list of uh, questionable 1D lyrics. Um, like I said before, I am obsessed with One Direction still, so this doesn't, like, diminish that fact at yeah. all. I just think, like, it's healthy of me to be like, these lyrics kind of suck. Yeah, I think so, too. I, there's plenty of 
bands that I love and I hear a certain lyric, I'm like, what were you thinking? Like, you couldn't have sat in the studio for, like, another 15 minutes and worked Come on up that. something because, better. Yeah. I don't know. Especially when it's, like, really iconic, like, great, great songs and there's just the one part where it's like, huh? Like, what are you on? Yeah. Okay, so next, we will be going through our own personal favorite, iconic, it goes so hard breakup songs and also expanding upon who these breakup songs were about. Who inspired these? Yes. So Julie's going to go first and hers are Taylor Swift. Right. Only. When we originally talked about doing this segment, it was based off of an article I found about the Rolling Stones where they went through and talked about the best songs written about Taylor's ex-boyfriends. Yes. And I honestly feel like Taylor is, like, when you think breakup song, you think Taylor. Although I would like to say one of mine is not a breakup song, but it, like... When I read who it was about, like, I was shocked, so I had to include it. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. My, sorry. My dog is <laughs> eating my chair. Do She's not. literally chewing <laughs> on the metal on this chair, and it's, like, vibrating my toe. Um, but I'll anyways. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so then Aaron was like, I have songs not by Taylor that I want to talk about. And I was yeah. like, yeah, go ahead. But I felt like... I had to uh, acknowledge yes. the queen herself. I just kind of wanted, like, we were both going to do Taylor, and then I thought to myself, like, okay, if we're going to do breakup songs about, like, Taylor Swift songs specifically, then I feel like we probably won't ever talk about, like, breakup songs again. in general yes. again. And I I can't miss on this opportunity no, to I speak understand. on how I feel about this, because I had a really hard time picking them, mm-hmm. but I kind of tried to stick to songs that were about people that you know because like I don't know a lot of breakup songs that are really popular are about like random people people who aren't famous so it's like okay who cares like nobody but anyway go ahead so I will go first and I also would like to say like while we're talking about it it has always made me so angry how much shit Taylor Swift got about writing songs about her ex-boyfriends which is completely misogynist because men write about their ex-girlfriends all the time and they don't say say anything much more like Harmful Hormal and defamatory and stuff. stuff. And so I would like to say that that's completely misogynistic. And also I would like to say that I'm happy that hating Taylor Swift is no like oh, yeah. no longer cool. Because I feel like it was just like it people was. would say like, oh, I hate Taylor Swift yes. just to be cool. But- I will be the first to admit there was a, I always loved Taylor Swift. Like, do not get me wrong. Like her first album, Fearless, Speak Now, Red, loved all of those. But there was a point in everyone's time where, you know, the whole Kanye West beef happened. And I feel like it just became uncool to like her. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple albums that I just, like, couldn't get with that I just decided to, like, um, let my internalized misogyny lead me in the wrong direction. And I would like to say I'm over it now. And I'm I'm proud of you for admitting that. Yeah, I went to college and I learned a little, uh, you know, sociology, psychology. And I think, you know what? This is uncool. I'm kind of the same way. I've I've never been like a Taylor, like a Swifty per se. Yeah. But I've always been a big fan of her music. But I will say that when she dated Harry Styles, I hated her. Um, because she was standing Harry Styles. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but, at, like, looking back on it now, um, that relationship produced so many good songs. Oh, yeah. So from I, both of them. So, I'm cool with it. That's kind of how I feel about some of mine. Anyway, okay. So, anyways, going through Taylor Swift's, um, I picked the top three. Um, well, not the top three, but the ones I wanted to talk about personally. My first one is Picture to Burn. Oh, uh, Yeah. 
I solely picked this song because I love it so much. Like, it's my song. favorite old Taylor and song. And it came out, we were young when that song came out. We were young. Out. So it's like, that song comes on, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, sixth grade. And like I get, like, the same sort of vibes. Like, whatever chemical gets released in me that <laughs> when Before He Cheats comes on. Oh, yes. That same chemical that well. mm-hmm. gets released when I listen to Picture to Burn. Mm-hmm. Even though I would also say that it's probably not her best written song. Like, it was definitely written by a 15-year-old. Oh, yeah. But it's But it incredible. has all the chaotic It has all the chaotic energy. Of a 15-year-old. And, and that's what we were. Even now, like, from when I was little to now, the amount of, like, joy i feel by screaming i hate that stupid old pickup truck you never let me drive even though i have never once wanted to drive a pickup truck no it's kind of hard like i have no interest (laughs) but every time i sing that line i feel incredible yeah so anyways this song is about this guy named jordan alford who was her high school boyfriend Mm -hmm. makes sense like that was some random dude but what i thought was interesting is that she wrote this song Mm -hmm. because he cheated on her with his now wife, (gasps) who was her friend. Ooh. Oh. Taylor. Like, I can hear, like, I understand that anger that is, like, like you hear in that song. I mean, I hope it made some feel terrible that, like, that song got big and she was, like, uber famous. So, apparently, so, in the article... Apparently his now wife, her ex-friend, like, I I don't know if she's famous. Like, I don't know why they talked to this random girl. She might be famous. I don't she know. She probably just had, like, went to some sort of TMZ guy. TMZ was like, guy I was like, yeah. Swift. Apparently the only thing that he was mad about was that she called him a redneck. Okay. He probably was. <laughs> he probably was. But also, like, again, another line. You redneck heartbreak who's really bad at lying. Fantastic. Like Yeah, that's a she, great lyric. She... Like, she made points with that song. Um, And I feel like... I also feel like that was probably the point. Like, if you don't think you're a neck, what if you're, like, you know, a down-home southern country boy who's, like, super respectful and, like, not a redneck? Obviously, your ex-girlfriend's gonna call you a redneck. Her breakup song about you. It's literally a diss track. Even though I will... So, the first version of this song was slightly problematic, but she changed the lyrics, so it's... Oh, there you go. (laughs) So, like, if you change it... (laughs) I think that's progress. <laughs> it's progress. Um, so, like I said, uh, my, one of my personal old Taylor Swift favorites, um, incredible, completely underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, my second one is not a breakup song. It's the one I was telling you about. But I had no idea that she was tied to this guy at all. Um, the song is mine. I love that song. Love it. That was, like, probably one of the last songs of hers that I really, really liked until Uh I kind of, like, took a break from her music. It is about Corey Monteith. I know that name, and I'm literally trying to The guy from Glee. The main guy from Glee. Oh, yes. I did read an article about that. Um, I was shocked. So, basically... I love that guy. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. Um, I think that... So, apparently, like, they weren't, like, official. Right. Um, they were kind of just, like, seeing each other, like, had, uh, crushes on each other sort of thing. I think they would have made a cute yes, couple. Yes, I think Oh, my so God. Cute. They would have been fantastic. Um, but anyways. Oh, that was a really cute song, too. So. <laughs> but it's not a, wait, it's not a breakup song. So, it's not a breakup song, but I also wanted to include it for this one fact. Um, I have never related to Taylor Swift more than this mm-hmm. moment. So, what happened is that apparently... Corey Monteith wrapped his arms around her, mm-hmm. and she just, like, blacked out and, like, envisioned this, like, 
life and future and with Corey Monteith, and that is the relationship that the song's about. So, like, they were never really together. Like, they were, like, seeing each other. Oh, this was a fantasy. She literally <laughs> fantasized her life with Corey Monteith and wrote a song about it. I do that. I don't write songs about anything, but... Oh, the I, amount I make of, up things in my head every like day. Like I said, the like I've never related to her more than when I read that. I'm like that is totally some like the amount of times where like a man has interacted well not a man. <laughs> but what do you call sorry, another tangent. Like guys our age, like a guy cuz they're not boys, guy, but they're not yeah. men. It feels it feels like when I call people our age a boy, I feel like I typically am using it in an insult way. Yeah. Um but it, like no offense, I love my boyfriend. But he's he, not, not man. quite. He's not quite a man. <laughs> yeah, and I think he would probably refer to himself as a young man. A young which man. That just sounds like annoying. Yeah. I don't want to say that. So, like I said, our audience. A guy. Our audience is there's quite a few male listeners. So, how would you refer to yourself? Yeah, let me know. So, anyways, if a guy wrapped his came from behind and wrapped <laughs> his arms around me, I would probably also black out and be like, "Oh, so we're having two kids." <laughs> um, <laughs> You're going to be their coach. <laughs> yeah. Like I would, like I completely understand where she's coming from. Yeah. And it's also like the relationship in mine. Like that's a great relationship. Oh, yeah. It's a I very, would be flattered. Very picturesque. Yeah. Like imaginatory. Is that a word? Yeah. You know I think what I mean. So. You, know yeah, I mean. you know what I mean. And so I completely, um, like, I would be flattered. I wonder. But what's funny is they mentioned in the article is that they sang that song on Glee. Oh yeah. So like, oh, I did he? Glee. Did he know? I feel like we should do an episode <laughs> on Glee at some point because well, it's extremely, insanely problematic and hilarious all at the same time. Yeah, I see. I've only watched like a season of Glee. I mean, you'll have to get on that because I need to speak <laughs> on it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like I said, that completely shook me, and also I love Taylor for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like that's just so like relatable. Like I agree. I am Taylor Swift. Yeah. Uh, in that moment. Yeah. But also, Corey Monteith is not wrapping his arms around me. No. Um, I wish he was. But, anyways. So, my third song about specific exes. I have talked about this song on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. But I when with this being the topic, I couldn't not talk about it. Mm-hmm. And that is, arguably, Taylor Swift's best song. And I would, like, go on the record saying that. I technically am, because I am being recorded. <laughs> All too well. Oh yeah. Written by Jake Gyllenhaal. Written Not written by. by. Oh, no. Wait, wait, written about. It. Sorry. Written about Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Quickly, I just want to mention. I just recently watched her tiny. What is it called? Di- tiny, tiny desk. Tiny desk. And I remember hearing her like she was going to sing it, and I remember her saying that she didn't expect everyone to like feel the way about the song that she felt. Oh and my this god. This is definitely like a fan favorite song. Oh my god. It's. I can't even, like, big, like, just the, the music, the lyrics, and, like, just, like, the way she, like... parts where she yells a little. (laughs) Oh, my God. Her Brit, I have also said this many times, Taylor Swift deserves an architecture degree for the bridges (laughs) she creates. The bridge in that song is iconic. Yeah. Like... It's so good. So good. So, anyways... I I always laugh and I always save these TikToks um, where, like, like the amount of pain and anger in that song, like, how does it feel to be, like, Jake Gyllenhaal's mom hearing that song and knowing it yeah. and that's, it's about his, her son? 
and like how and, like, he she treated mentions her. the mom in the song too. oh yeah like oh my god i like if my if my son mm-hmm. did whatever t- jake gyllenhaal did to taylor <laughs> yeah, swift seriously oh my god he'd be grounded also like forever i'm really sorry taylor swift for like how he treated you i'm assuming but thank you jake gyllenhaal for doing that because it gave us, it all, gave too us well, a, all too well and all too well ultimately gave us my favorite lyric in harry styles two ghosts so mm, yeah yeah, that's, that's I got, very... I got what I wanted. You got what you wanted out of that. And also, so a lot of songs on the Red album are about Jake Gyllenhaal, and yeah. that's personally my favorite, like, Taylor Swift era. Yeah. Because um, she was, like, still kind of country, but was getting, like, that pop edge. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, another one of, like, my favorite facts about All Too Well is that the song was originally 10 minutes long. Yeah, she had a lot to say. I want to hear that Unreleased. version. yeah. So bad like what he had to have done to her to write a 10 minute song about it and i bet it was just as good as like, and i bet it was just version. as good as the like i understand that you can't release a 10 minute song yeah like i i get it yeah but like the five minutes that she chose oof. yeah like like every time i listen to it and like like i said i I have this on, like, so many playlists of mine, mm-hmm. and I can't skip it, ever. Like, last year, it was my third most listened song mm-hmm. on Spotify for the year, which I thought was really funny, because I was just like, wow, like, what was I going through where <laughs> I had to feel the need to listen to All Too Well that many times? Oh, yeah. That's me with Jimmy Eat World. Or, no, with The Middle. I almost, like, forgot how to speak for a second. Yeah. The Middle by Jimmy Eat World was my number one, and yeah. that's the song that I play when I feel like I'm going to cry, and that yeah. was my number one song, <laughs> number one and, song. Like, and you're like, oh. I cried a lot this year. Yeah, so I was, like, oh. like, the amount, like, of pain and heartbreak, like, mm-hmm. thing, like I think I'm, when I talked about before, I mentioned, like, I'm perpetually single, have not <laughs> felt these emotions Taylor yeah. Swift did, but when I listen to this song, I feel like I do. Yeah. Like, especially, You've been there. I've been there. Like, that one lyric, uh, like, I always say, like, my favorite lyric in the entire song mm-hmm. is, like, maybe we got lost in translation. Oh, yeah. Me too. Maybe I asked for too much, but maybe this thing was a masterpiece that you tore all up. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> my favorite, I thought you were going to keep going, but my favorite is the one that comes, like, I think right after that is when she's saying casually cruel oh you call name. me up yes. yes you call me up again just to break me like a promise yes so casually cruel in the name of being honest i felt that one because you i've been in situations before where like people have said some really mean things and they're like i'm just being honest and i'm like you're mean, <laughs> you're mean. <laughs> like that honesty is just being mean yeah so i couldn't not talk about this topic and not bring up all too well even yeah. though that i probably talk about all too well way too much yeah so jake gyllenhaal mysterio screw you for what you did <laughs> yeah. to miss taylor swift yes but also i'm happy um, but also i'm happy you did that because i have the song some good stuff yeah um also on the record um taylor swift has so many other great breakup songs mm-hmm. but like not enough time to mention yeah. But I love them all. And I also would like to give an honorable mention, like I said before, um, I decided I wanted to go all Taylor, but another great breakup song about a specific person is Harry Styles' Cherry. Oh, yeah. It is my favorite song on the album. Um, the fact that he co- includes her voice in the song, mm-hmm. like the first time I hear it and I just heard her talking, I like got goosebumps. Yeah. Like, the, oh. Yeah, ugh. I remember watching, what is it, Zane, is his name Zane Lowe? Yes. That interview with him, 
after the album came out and I remember him talking about asking for her permission to use that and like she knew that the song was about her and I was just like oh my god this is deep deep okay love those choices good job um okay so I hope that you've heard all these songs I think that you probably have maybe one that you haven't or at least at least if you haven't heard the third one you know who these people are okay got it because it's kind of a newer song and I don't really listen to them that much yeah okay the first one I just want to mention that I prefer the type of breakup songs that you can just angrily scream in the car by yourself. Like, oh yeah, something so hit. incredibly violent and yes. like people who like the, obviously the person who's singing the song is like absolutely tormented by the situation yes. where oh it's my just God, yeah. so unhinged. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Oh my god, you gotta I, love unhinged energy. Yes. I'm an extremely big fan of Frank Ocean as well, mm-hmm. but. Personally, I've never gone through a breakup at a time when, like, I chose not to listen to those songs because I was like, I, like, I just love those songs and everyone listens to those to, like, feel major pain. Yeah. <laughs> but I just like to listen to them in general. In and general, If right. I was ever heartbroken again, I probably would. But, like, for now, I just, I didn't include those. Yeah. But anyway, so, do you know the song, You Oughta Know? Oh, yeah, of course Alanis I Alanis Morissette. Um, that's, like, the, the unhinged the, breakup song. Oh, my God. I The amount of times, it's literally on my Spotify top 100 every single year. <laughs> because I just, the way that I can lose my mind in the car. Oh, yeah. Singing this, like, she is so, like, has lost her mind. Okay, mm-hmm. do you know who this song is about? I do not. Are you ready? No. <laughs> Dave Collier. A.K.A. Uncle Joey from Full House. Stop! I had no idea. My mom knew that. I didn't know. Well, obviously this song came out in 1995. um, So I was unborn. I'm shocked. (laughs) Well, it was funny. They dated. I guess like when you like hear that song and you like imagine like... You imagine the most scumbaggy person. Yeah. And it's Uncle Joey. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, and I, okay, let me get into it. Okay, yeah, so I'm ready. let me, I just want to like start by mentioning that like the song itself, just like the anatomy of the song, is just so, like I said, unhinged. Like the song opens with her talking about how she's happy for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad that you're happy you've moved on, blah, blah, blah. But it's like you can hear it in her voice that she's like literally about to pop off and she's oh, yeah. not happy and she's not okay. But. Anyway, so I looked into it, and they dated in 1992. I watched an interview with him in t- from 2014, and he okay. still gets asked about it oh my that God, many yeah. years later. I bet. So, by the way, it's off of her Jagged Little Pill album, 1995. Great album. Great album. Great album. But anyway, um, he claimed that they parted as friends and that they're on great terms, that she even <laughs> came all the way to L.A. from Toronto when his sister was in the hospital with cancer Ooh. and sang at her bedside for the sister. Oh, boy. And... The interview people were like, oh, did she sing You Oughta Know? And he was like, yeah, she did. Like, to his sister. And I'm like, that's incredible. So, obviously, like, they're on good terms. But I think, like, she let that song, like, let all of her emotions. All her emotions went into that song. Yeah, exactly. So, he said that the first time he heard the song, he thought it was, like, a killer song. He said he was in the car. It came on the radio. And he was like, dude, this song is killer. And then he realized that it it was was her. (laughs) He realized he was singing. And he was like... Uh-oh. <laughs> and so he said specifically, the, the, you know the, the line in the song that says, I hate to bug you in the middle of dinner? Mm-hmm. Um, he said that he heard that and he knew that it was 
at least partially about him because he said one time after their breakup, she called him and he said, I'm sorry, I can't talk. I'm in the middle of dinner and hung up. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, there's okay. no more evidence that I need. Like, yeah, this song is about him. <laughs> oh, but it's just so good. Like, she says, I hate to call you in the middle of dinner. It was a slap in the face how quickly I was replaced. And then she says something extremely vulgar and incredible. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so that, that bug you in the middle of dinner was real. That happened. I wow. thought that was awesome. Um, he said that the media constantly hounded him about if it was about him mm-hmm. for so long that he just kind of ended up saying yeah slash maybe like he just told everyone yeah. yeah but um he also said in an interview that he called her to ask her who the song was about because everyone kept asking him and she was like you know it could be about anyone like i don't care what you tell the media so obviously huh. like it's it sounded salty yeah well it's funny because i'm just now thinking like i think it's interesting that how like when a woman writes a song that's like obviously about like a guy that they yeah. get like hounded about who it's about but when like like a guy does it like yeah it's normal it's like oh just Misogyny. the women just the many women in his fleeting life yeah anyway, whatever okay so i th- i think that's literally like one of my favorite songs oh it's so she's good. one of my favorite artists oh yeah but um basically he just kind of went on to talk about how um he didn't want to be the guy in that song. He's like, it sounds like he, he's quoted saying like the guy in that song is clearly a real a-hole and like, I don't want to be him. But like, she obviously, she could have been pulling from other relationships, but at the time, like they broke up like right before that album came out. And he said that she was writing Jagged Little Pill while they were dating. So it was just kind of like obvious that like that breakup probably inspired some of those angry lyrics. Oh yeah. So anyway, that's awesome. Love Uncle Joey. I thought that was the best thing to ever Oh, learn. yeah. No, that that shocked me. Yeah. Okay. The next one. I don't know if you're a big Gwen Stefani No Doubt girl. Oh, my God. I When I was little, I was obsessed yes. with Gwen. Okay. I was a big No Doubt yes, girl. Yes. I love No Doubt. So, Don't Speak. Yes. Incredible song. Yes. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know, there are such good songs out there, like breakup songs, but you know it's a good one when you're just, like, you feel like you're being so theatrical when you're singing Oh, it. yeah. Like, Tyler and I were you on just, our like, way. just, like, feel it. Like... Yes, we were on our way to the beach, and we were playing that song, <laughs> and I was literally, like, whipping my head, like, <laughs> saying, don't speak, and she's going, like, la, 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 and then, like, there's a part where she, like, whispers, don't speak, and I'm, like, whispering, whispering in the car, it. and he looks over at me, like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> unhinged. why does this feel so right for you to, like, do this? Like, also, I was driving, so he was kind of, like, oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> like, anyway, so, great song. Uh-huh. It's about the bassist of No Doubt. His name oh. is Tony Canal. They dated for seven years. Um, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I, my mom, I asked, I, we talked about this with my mom yesterday. This is why I keep mentioning yeah. her. But I told her that that was my second song I was going to do. And she thought it was about the drummer. But once I looked into it, she probably just forgot that it wasn't the drummer and it's the bassist. And it's the bassist. Anyway, for the record, you're wrong, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so Don't Speak was originally an unexceptional yet beautiful love song about Tony Canal. Until shit hit the fan and they broke up. And she rewrote <laughs> and it. she rewrote it? She literally rewrote it into a breakup song about him. And that's I'm incredible. Like, oh my god. Like, and then he had to play it. Yes. <laughs> like, she, that's like Stevie Nicks vibes. Yes, like. yes. I, I watched a couple interviews or like read about stuff he was quoted saying. And like he considered leaving the band after they broke up. And like they decided that wasn't what was best. But they talked about how he said that she called him to like read in the lyrics and she was like obviously it was a really mean thing to do because i was reading like terrible things about him 
But he was like, you know what? That really hurts. But like, that's a really good song. That's a really good song. So I guess it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So basically, I just think it's crazy that like it, it's, it was talked about as unexceptional. Like it was just a whatever love song, which is not like, not common for No Doubt. Like they seem like, you know, rock steady songs. But that's like, I think the it's savagery that she went yes. and rewrote it, and it became a complete hit. Like, oh yeah, I don't know that it would have been a hit if they kept it the same way because it's not the kind of songs no. that they wrote. Yeah, but she like made it into a bop. What a legend! Which I also wrote in my notes. I said uh, she completely revised it to be the breakup bop that it stands oh, yeah. to be today. Yeah, like so, you go like it's like I love like the kind of breakup songs that you just like jam too yes like the sad breakup song it makes me happy like, when it comes yeah off. i don't like see that's why i like the ones that are like yelly yelly like yeah. yeah because it just like feels good to yeah it, it feels get good it out. yeah i don't want to really cry yeah i feel that i cry enough mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway he was basically on the record saying like he it was really hard to play those songs yeah he broke up with her by the way if you can't tell yeah but um it was really hard for him to play all those songs but he was like blown away by her musical creativity. Like, mm-hmm. once she felt those feelings of the breakup, like, her songwriting went through the roof. And, like, that album, it's from the um, Tragic Kingdom album, also mm-hmm. 1995. That album's kind of their breakout, like, oh, No Doubt's a Big Deal yeah. album. And that oh, was yeah. all because it's kind of a breakup album, like, all uh-huh. the songs on there. And it's literally, like, this breakup just brought the songwriting abilities out of Gwen Stefani. Oh, yeah. And, like, it literally... She hit, like, another level. It made them who they are, which is, like, one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah. Awesome. But anyway, she later marries um, the lead singer of Bush, Gavin Rossdale, mm-hmm. and the two divorced in 2015, which I will come back around to reference in my, oh, ne- in my next one. In your next one. Yes. Oh, I know what relationship we're talking about <laughs> next. <laughs> yes. So, my next one. The song I picked isn't necessarily, like, one of my favorite uh, breakup songs of all time, but it's more so the relationship behind the song okay. that, like, I can't not talk about. Oh, yeah. Because I wanted to, like, get a little country song in here oh, because, I don't know, people who aren't really country fans, like, the country music industry, they're all intermingling, oh, married yeah. to each other, married divorcing, to each other, cheating yeah. with him. Yeah. It's all a thing. Very I mean, Nashville can't be that big of a town. I don't know. That's true. But, um, so we're talking about Miranda Lambert and Blake Shelton. Oh, yeah. So the song I picked was When I Was His Wife, which is her song with Pistol Annie's, the new newer group that she's with. Um, you I may, don't think I've heard that song. It's not that good of a song. But it's like a song where she is it's very... It's a Pistol Annie song? Yes. I have. I personally ha- don't haven't listened to a lot of Pistol Annie's. Yeah. I think I've... They're a little too twangy for me. Yeah. I mean, I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally like Solo Miranda better. Yeah, me too. But... So, it's on there. It was a 2018 album, so it's pretty recently, and it's called Interstate Gospel. Yes. But it's basically just an album, or a song about how he promised her all these things when she was his wife and didn't follow up. So it's kind of obvious that that's It's about obvious him. about him, yeah. But in general, I wanted to talk about this relationship because she writes, or sings, rather, insanely good breakup songs as well. Oh, like yeah. Like Kerosene, Vice, uh-huh. Mama's Broken Heart. You, did you know Casey Musgraves wrote that? No! I, I was trying Mama's to Broken Heart is yes. one of my, like, all-time favorite it's Miranda songs. It's so unhinged. It, it's it so goes, unhinged. It goes completely into this theme that I have going on here of, like... These women are losing it, and I'm obsessed. And I'm obsessed. Yes. 100%. So Casey Musgraves wrote that song, and I, I read no an idea. article about how 
her and Miranda, like she sang it for Miranda and Miranda wanted it so bad and Casey thought about it for a couple days and then let her have it if Casey could sing in the harmony. So on the harmony, it's Casey. Um, this sounds awful. So, <laughs> um, knowing that Casey Musgraves wrote that unhinged breakup song makes me really excited for this new oh. era now that she's divorced yes. her husband. I completely agree and I'm sorry that... I'm so sorry, Casey Musgraves. Music, I want whatever music I can get from these people's emotional journeys, okay? Mm -hmm. So if you're going through a divorce and you can write Mama's Broken Heart, um... I'm here for it. I kind of want her to do a cover of it because I love Miranda Lambert, but, like, she sings it in, like, her Oklahoma way. Her Oklahoma way. I'd be interested to see how Casey sings it. I wonder if it was even, like, the same tempo or, like, what. I don't know. Anyway, tangent. So that's the song I wanted to pick, but that song came out before... She and Blake got divorced, so I I didn't, but I wanted to mention that that's an iconic pop. So, where do we even start? So, I don't know if you know this, but Blake Shelton was married when he met Miranda Lambert. Yes. Yes, okay. So, they sang on stage together, and Sparks reportedly flew immediately, Uh and he was quite literally falling in love with her right then and there on the stage. stage. As a married man. As a married man. And I'm like, how... You know, listen, I've never See, been married. I've never seen someone that was like, oh my god, I need to go get divorced because this person's, like, amazing. But, like, tone it down. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've also never been a huge Blake Shelton Okay, gal. I was gonna ask you that. I can't stand the guy. Mm. I think he's a scumbag. I think he's I annoying. He's annoying. Okay, I know that Julie has, like, major beef. Her whole family has major beef with Luke Bryan, okay? <laughs> I, personally, I think Luke Bryan's super corny. Yes. But I do like some of his songs. I think they're... He, he does have good songs, and... It is widely known that he's apparently, like, an extremely good person. So, like, he's okay. But I I understand how you feel. But the way that you feel about Luke Bryan, I'd feel that way about Blake Shelton. I think he's so incredibly annoying. Oh, I hear that. I understand. So, and I also, the fact that he was named Sexiest Man at one point, it's just like, what are you people thinking? Yeah. He's, okay. That's a whole other thing. (laughs) Anyway, so, he was a married man. And it was 2005. He was married. Sparks flew. And... This is really sad, but he said he knew that he was a married man and it was wrong, but he was falling in love with her right then Jeez. and there. Um, multiple friends of the couple, like, have gone on the record and said, like, they've taken Miranda's side in the divorce. Because, oh, yeah. First of all, like, he's already a known cheater yeah. at this point. But they said that his first wife was there for him through extremely tough times. Friends of the couple claim he would have never reached the level of stardom that he did without her. And he turned his back and picked Miranda. And I'm like, that stings. Oh, Especially yeah. Especially because this woman's, like, not a star. So it's like, now she's just, like, living her regular life. And her, yeah. like, super famous... Ex. Ex is, like, ugh, in, yeah. the, in the papers, on mm-hmm. TV. Ugh. Hate the guy. So that's just really scumbummy. But um, he picked Miranda. She was unhappy with the amount of time that he spent in L.A. on The Voice. Mm-hmm. You can think about someone who's also on the voice. Um, Which combined with separate touring schedules made for a strained marriage, which is understandable. I don't think there's like anything like super scandalous about that. Mm -hmm. But he admits to not giving as much effort. This is just the worst. Like I seriously like want to punch him in the face. He admits in an article to not giving as much effort as Miranda. And he says, quote, I'm more apt to give up and just be a guy about it. And she'll go through hell to make sure we spend time together. And I'm like... Oh my god. What? He is actually... Like, and this an is before that scumbag. they even get a divorce. Like, this is before anyone even, like, is talking about them and their relationship having problems. And I'm like, you're just admitting that, like, one, you don't really try at all. Your wife does all the work. And 
that you're just like chalking it up to like I'm Being gonna be a, a guy, guy about it like ew that that's not you. an excuse no. like sure you're a straight white man but like you can't use that to like <laughs> yeah. like we know the bar is on the floor but like you're now saying that you're, your bar you is on like your bar is under the ground yeah yeah so Jeez, poor Miranda right during that time that she was like getting upset about his like him not ever being around like he never came to Oklahoma to visit her like she literally was just constantly flying out to LA to see him and whatever he was doing and I'm like garbage the patriarchy. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, um, rumors started circulating that Miranda was cheating with Chris Young, another country artist who coincidentally was opening for her on tour. So I feel like those yes. rumors weren't that hard to start because yeah, they're because already like probably sleeping together. on the same yeah. bus and like singing yeah. together or whatever. And like where Blake is nowhere to be found at her shows supporting her. Right. So anyway, um... So that happened. Those rumors came, and then about the same time, rumors came that Blake was cheating with Katie Groves, random other country artist who I've never heard I've of. I've never heard of her, Who, no. post-divorce, started tweeting extremely cryptic and angsty things. Nice. That pretty much confirmed the allegations, like, Miranda and Blake get a divorce, and the rumored mistress is now, like, tweeting, like, weirdly emotional stuff about it. It's like, okay, be more obvious. Yeah, no, I got you. But something sad, two sad things about that is that Groves lost her record deal and her career due to these allegations and, like, scandal because she wasn't a big enough star to begin with. Oh, like, yeah. Like, just in general, like, nobody nobody cared for her after that yeah. because she broke up, like, an iconic country couple. Couple, yeah. Which sucks. And it's even more sad that she died this year in May. <gasps> Don't know why, but I just, I read that in the article oh and I was God. like, way to make this just a little bit more bad. Yeah. Oh, so my God. Poor girl. She recently. Um, so, like I said, most close friends sided with the couple, or sided with Miranda. Miranda, right. And are adamant that she was never the cheating type. And I feel like, I love Miranda Lambert, but she's, like, very rough around the edges, and I know that Blake for sure cheated on her more than oh, once. Oh, yeah. And cheated for her with his ex. Yes. And if I knew that that was happening in, like, a train wreck marriage, like... I don't know that she maybe didn't cheat on him, too, and I don't wouldn't blame her for it. I don't know. Yeah, I I'm, I feel like I'm kind of in the same boat yeah. where I, I could see... She seems like the type of girl that would be like, F you, I'm gonna go do whatever I want. Yeah. Because you're because, a terrible guy. And I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of in the same boat where, like, I, I can't see her, like, cheating... For no reason. For no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems like the kind of person that that's, like, his M.O., so... Yeah, that's literally, like... You don't like, really need to say anything other than, oh, there's a Blake Shelton cheating rumor to be, like, okay, Okay, duh. yeah, he did it. <laughs> yeah. So, coincidentally, Miranda and Blake's breakup was at the same exact time as Gwen Stefani and Gavin Rossdale's divorce. And so, they basically, as we know now, they're dating. They're They've dating, been dating. Yeah. And uh, they say that... Or he says the reason how they got so close is that they realized on The Voice that um, they were going through the same thing at the same time. So they, like, kind of leaned on each other for, like, divorce mm. support. And it's like, okay. And it disappoints me for multiple reasons. One, I stand Gwen Stefani. I love Gwen. She can and do so I, much better than him. I, the opposite of Stan. Blake. Blake Shelton. And it's yeah. like, why? Like, yeah. what about him is attractive to you? Like, I just want to say, like... I read another interview of Gwen, um, and this is just the best thing I've ever read, is that she was being asked, 
this is like at the beginning of her and Blake's relationship, she was being asked about him. Mm-hmm. And she's quoted saying, I didn't even know he existed before um, The Voice. <laughs> and I'm like, see, that's where you're going wrong, Gwen. It's yeah. like, if you've never heard, heard of, of this, him, schlup, yeah. don't go for it. Yeah, because really. you are literally legendary. legendary. And um, Blake Shelton writes... Uh, and he has a terrible, like, relationship record that's literally public. It's just, like, I don't know. Like, he's on, he's an on-the-record che- multiple cheater. Yeah. I think he just wow. likes short, blonde women with a bold red lipstick, but I digress. You know, that is... <laughs> I never put those two yeah. together, yeah. I think he just, like, gets tired. I don't know. I, it's not like any of them look any better than... Like, they're all, like... A, Older, but extremely young, beautiful-looking blonde women. Blonde women. Red lipstick. Yeah. A little feisty. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. They're very similar. I can see that. Yeah. It's just one of those things that you, like, you see someone that you're just, like, you love so much, like Gwen Stefani, and then you see them acting like a clown like that, and you're like, who are you, really? Yeah. Are you the pop icon that I grew up idolizing? Idolizing. I don't know. Yeah. Am I being too harsh? I don't know. I don't know. But basically, that's it for my list. Yeah. Those are my favorites. So, we did have one yes. other segment. I forgot about that. However, <laughs> we have already hit an hour and ten minutes. Why do we do that? Uh, it's I think, me. I th- no, I, it's literally the both. I think we just need to stick. We we usually plan like three segments an episode. Oh, yeah. And we need I to like we need minimize to, them. We need to min- minimize it to yeah. two. Um. We, although I am really excited <laughs> for this next change segment. to a different episode. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sure we will talk about music again oh, yeah, on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. So we'll just like push this segment off until that episode. Yes. And then you guys can get excited. For, for more music. For more music. Because, wait, Should, can I say what it is? Yeah, we can give them a sneak Okay, preview. we were going to go through our favorite Spotify playlists. Um, ones that we either created ourselves or ones that we follow to talk yeah. about. And those of you who know me know that my entire personality is my Spotify playlists. Yeah. So... That will definitely be. I a think good that time. could just be its own episode. That honestly, because could be I have, own I chose five. And I chose five, I, and I cry like I switched yeah. using my children. So was, maybe we just do one episode where we just go down our Spotify I agree. playlist. Okay, yeah, let's do that because I. Because we also to don't want to torture you guys, yeah. and it's already been an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. So, anyways, thank you for listening. Thank to you the for sound listening. of my voice. <laughs> um. Like, if you guys have any other ideas, like, we literally proved that we take your ideas. Yes. Thanks again, Priya, for the awesome opening um, topic. Yeah, let me know. Um, let us know. Hit us up. Also, since we didn't get to talk about our Spotify playlist, if you want to look at oh, my, yes. um, I am also Julie Stone underscore on Spotify. Um, I think I'm just my name. You're just, yeah. If you know my name, you know my name. I'm not going to yeah, so say it. Yeah, so follow me. On that, because, yeah. like I or, said before, I'm very proud of my Spotify podcast. I also want to say, I have very, very, like, I don't even know how to put this, but all my friends are, like, into very interesting and diverse types of music mm-hmm. that I feel like maybe, if you're a listener, maybe submit a Spotify playlist that you just think is, like, the most incredible thing ever. That would be a great idea. And we can talk about our feelings about it. Yes. Oh, my God. I would totally listen to people's Spotify playlists. Because I think it... I'm one of those people that listens on Spotify on my computer solely so I can see who my followers... I like to see what everyone's listening to. I like to see what everyone's listening to. I just think it's, like, so interesting. What about... What was I listening to most recently that you can remember? Um, it was your Daily Mix 1. Oh, yeah. I love those. Spotify (laughs) is so good at that. 
Um, and I forget. I remember seeing that you were listening to was it. Was it yesterday? And like, no, it was this morning. Oh. And being uh, like, nice. Like, I was just like, good job, Aaron. It was Taylor Swift, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, follow us on Spotify. Submit your Spotify playlist. Um, this has been another episode of Our Public Diary. I'm Julie. I'm Aaron. Thanks for listening, and have a good week. Bye.